This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This insert sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. Here's Wendy Christie, and she's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Very warm welcome and good morning to you, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. How are you? I'm not too bad. You all right on this dreary day? Yes, I am. I see winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, and with so we, we need to start preparing for the cold weather. <laughs> and with winter's arrival, the desire to sleep more and eat more. Maybe that's something we need to talk about. Why do we yes. want to eat and sleep all the time? Everyone's like, just one more rusk, just one more rusk. Um, so, so what is it that's causing us to not sleep well, Wendy? You know, today we're speaking specifically about sleep and hormonal balances, but what's the big issue? So we are going to focus on sleep and hormonal balance, but there's several issues that contribute to sleep problems. So it could be due to deficiencies. It could be hormonal imbalances. It could be mood disorders, so anxiety, depression, those kind of things. Um, but certainly if we're focusing on women, um, as, as we start getting to our perimenopausal periods of life and menopause, um, it really becomes an issue for many women. When you're not sleeping well, I mean, that, that affects your day-to-day life. It goes beyond just I'm a little bit grumpy or I have a short fuse because I didn't sleep well. I mean, lack of sleep goes way deeper than that. It, it certainly does. It affects your cognitive function, so your memory, your brain function. Brain fog is worse. It affects your mood, so you feel irritable. Um, you know, you have that constant fatigue hanging over you, um, and it makes your anxiety and depression work worse. It makes you want to eat the wrong things because you're trying to get energy. So we drink coffee and eat sugars and things like that, which are really not good for us, and that sort of exacerbates the the, the negative sleep cycle. Yeah, so this is something we all have to get right. Uh, we're speaking specifically this morning around hormonal balance and sleep, and you mentioned perimenopausal and menopausal. Can you help us with, with what, are the, what are those and the differences, specifically for the gents okay. listening where that's not really something in our minds? No, yes. Um, okay, so perimenopause is the period of time that starts about 7 to 10 years before women hit menopause. Mm. Menopause is actually one day in your life, really. It's um, a year after you've stopped menstruating. So up until that time, you are perimenopausal. Then you hit menopause for a little while. And then after that, you are postmenopausal. So peri and post are the two kinds of me- menopause that we are dealing with most of the time. We're talking about… And it's the transition. Oh, sorry, yes. Mm. Um, it's a, the, the perimenopausal stage is actually that transition where women's sleeping patterns and their sleeping requirements can change as well. Well, I was about to interrupt you to ask you that exact question. Does it affect sleeping <laughs> patterns? And there you've said it. So we can move on from there. So what happens during peri- perimenopausal phase in a woman's life around hormones? So estrogen levels start to drop and estrogen in a woman is her predominant hormone. Um, and so that causes mental and physical changes to happen. So what are some of those changes, Wendy? So they can feel a little bit more anxious, uh, they can be more stressed, uh, and they can experience more mood swings. So you think it gets better as we get older, and it unfortunately doesn't. And then, as I said, memory and concentration and focus, those those um, can also start, um, you really start noticing a difference in your cognitive abilities. So how are these hormones that you just mentioned now, how, how does that affect the sleep? So estrogen 
which we said is that that important hormone in women regulates our body temperature and when we have these drops in estrogen that's when we start getting sweats and hot flushes and things like that so now you're constantly hot cold hot cold hot cold um and then it also plays a role in the production of your serotonin your norepinephrine and your acetylcholine which are important neurotransmitters and um chemicals to stabilize your mood and to give you a good quality sleep so are the hot flashes and the night sweats are they the are they responsible for the poor sleep they very often are because it wakes you so you have the surge of um of heat that comes up in your body uh-huh. um or these sweats so you wake up drenched and um and then it's very difficult to get back to sleep and then sometimes if you've got that um anxiety tendency then in the middle of the night those anxieties become even more um heightened um and so you can't get back to sleep because now your brain is overactive and what about the men listening here that we don't fall into the categories that we've been chatting about now um and also struggle to sleep i mean is that something that just comes as we age it does so many people male or female can can start to struggle with sleep as they get older certain medical conditions can inter, interfere with good quality sleep certain medications can also cause sleep disruptions so we really need to look at that and then as i said earlier eating too many refined foods or foods that don't have enough nutrient value in them can cause blood sugar fluctuations um during the night which can also disrupt our sleep so diabetes and um even insulin resistance or your pre-diabetes those can all cause be disruptors of sleep So if we're struggling with the ladies now and that we're speaking about with the the estrogen and and affecting the body temperature um is there any hormone that's going to help us to sleep better as opposed to stealing the sleep Yes so with women there t- the, the, you've got estrogen which is probably your dominant hormone and then you have progesterone as well and progesterone is very important for sleep so as estrogen starts to drop so does progesterone and progesterone actually has a sedative effect so it's calming um and it stimulates the production of gaba we've spoken about gaba mm. in previous um uh, uh, talks and gaba is also very calming it calms the nervous system down and it helps us to fall asleep it helps to switch off that anxious brain and it helps for for good quality sleep um and then what's the importance or what role does melatonin play that's something that we might know better a, a hormone that, that that's often associated with sleep can you not also buy melatonin in a pill form you can buy melatonin in a pill form and everybody needs to have melatonin so again male or female young or old we all need enough melatonin and that's an important player in our circadian rhythm which is our sleep wake cycle So if you don't have enough melatonin you can struggle to fall asleep. The melatonin helps you to initiate sleep so to get to sleep and it also makes sure that we go into those deep phases of sleep so that we have a refreshing sleep. And and how do our melatonin levels look as we age? They also decline as we age. So all of these hormones start to get less as we age. Hmm. So then what about the things we do to ourselves some of the hormones we can't really help that um and the, the food of course we can have control over that you've mentioned but what about watching TV in bed or s- playing on your phone or your laptop or watching something in bed or close to when you're supposed to go to sleep we know that's not a good idea No and I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people struggle to sleep is because that blue light disrupts your melatonin production so the blue light is only supposed to have you know we're exposed to blue light in the early part of the day um and that keeps you alert and awake 
when you're exposed, exposed to blue light at night, it tricks your pineal gland in your brain into thinking it's still daytime. And so it keeps you more alert and it actually stops that production of melatonin. And so you can struggle to sleep because of that. So to avoid computer work and these sorts of things closer towards our bedtime, we need to, uh, how, what, what times, how much time do you say we should leave between all of this like, blue light exposure and bedtime? Well, ideally, you want to stop exposure to blue light when the sun goes down. Um, but definitely at least two hours, two to three hours before you go to bed, we should stop the blue light exposure. And if you can't, you know, if you are needing to be exposed, there's protective, you know, glasses that you can wear and things like that that will help um, cut out the blue light. Mm. Uh, I found myself in getting in this vicious cycle, Wendy, where you've got you've got something that's making you anxious or feeling concerned. And uh, you, you sort of can't help it. This keeps popping into your mind. Then it stops you from falling asleep. And then when you eventually fall asleep and you wake up, then you end up lying there thinking about the thing that's making you anxious. And then you feel more anxious and then you're not getting enough sleep. And because you don't get enough sleep, you're even more anxious. So it's like this vicious cycle. It absolutely is. Um, and so those that that anxiety and even depression can can contribute to your sleep disorders. And then when you wake up in the night, you get the surge of cortisol, which then triggers again that um, anxiety. And so it can be very disruptive to sleep. So to make if you if you are struggling with anxiety, even if it's just a transient thing, you know you might not have anxiety all the time, but you have a particular deadline or you have a problem that you're facing. Um, it's sometimes helpful to have a little journal next to your bed so that mm. you can write those thoughts down. Down, put them down and then go back to sleep again because when they're in our heads they, they seem much bigger in the middle of the night than they are during the day <laughs> absolutely wendy that's all we've got time for this morning i think we're gonna have to pick up because i think you and i've still got some other things that we want to talk about about other sleep disruptors maybe we can pick them up in a week from now what do you say Perfect. That'll be great. Yes, we'll make a second part of this. If you're listening and you're saying, hang on a moment, this is for me or for someone I care about, and particularly when it comes to our conversations around perimenopausal and menopausal women struggling with sleep issues, if this is for you, make sure to share or check in on that podcast again. We'll turn this into a part two, which we'll tackle in seven days from now. Big thanks to you, Wendy. Appreciate your expertise and your time on a Thursday morning. Pleasure, Brad. Have a great day. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.